This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. Bruchem Abayim. Thanks for bearing with us. Welcome to the Kala Agadapirka of Kew Garden Hills. Thanks everyone for joining. We begin our new series, Ala Torah, Tavshin Pebez, B'Siyata Deshmaya, Ve'ezras, Tsurenu, V'Gayalenu. Um, we have the Marmakoymas that are up. Be'ezras Hashem, we hope, we hope B'Siyata Deshmaya, at the end of the week, that uh, the new Sefer on Bereshit should be available. Um, Rav Yisrael, could, if I could, is there a way to mute the participants on the phone? Okay, and if everyone would kindly uh, mute themselves on the Zoom. Thank you very much. Okay. All participants are now muted. Okay. We're, we're going to uh, begin today's shir discussing a interesting personality, which one would not expect that would be relevant to Parshas Noyach, and yet we're going to see this individual is a central character of Parshas Noyach. The Gemara says in Brachos, Tazayin Amabez, it's the Mishnah, Perk Bez, Mishnah Zayin. Uchshemez Tavi Avdai. When Tavi, the servant of Ram Gamliel, passed away, Kibel Alav Tanchumen. Ram Gamliel accepted consolation. It is known that Ram Gamliel, the Nasi of Klal Yisrael, had a slave who was quite learned. His name was Tavi. And, and Ram Gamliel accepted consolation upon the demise of Tavi. Didn't you teach us, Rabbi? You don't accept Tanchumen on a slave. Number one, they're not Jewish. Number two, they're not related to you. Tavi, my servant, is not like other slaves. Kosher haya. He's kosher. Which is a bit of an unusual expression. What do you mean he's kosher? Hey, what are you having for supper tonight? Uh, I went to the store, I got a new dish. What, what is it called? It's called Tavi. What do you mean Tavi's kosher? So of course we know it means he's, he's, he's kosher. But why that expression? Why, why the expression? We could say he's a Naaman. You could say he's a Meyuchas. What do you mean kosher? So one thing we know about this slave Tavi is he's kosher. Number two. The Gemara Sukkah, Tachas Hamita If you sleep under a bed in a sukkah, you don't you're not Yotzi Yochiv. Am Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda said, Noyagin Hayinu, we were accustomed, Shayinu Yishenim Tachas Hamita, that we slept under the bed, but Nehazakenim. The Amru Vilay Amrulanu Dava, nobody ever said boo to us. Amar Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said, Maisa Bitavi Avdai Shoram Gamliel. There's a story about Tavi, the slave Ram Gamliel. He slept under the bed. You see Tavi, my slave. Not only is he a kosher, he's a Torah sage. He knows that slaves are potter, therefore he sleeps under the bed. So meaning Ram Gamliel is saying that Tavi did well by sleeping under the bed. Why? Because since he's not chayv in sukkah, so he wanted to make room for those who were, and under the bed, you're not yoytzeh. Ulafidar keinu lamadnu, says the Mishnah, 
in accordance with our path. We learn By the way, that Toysus points out that he only went under the bed when the Zakanim were there, when the Zakanim left. Tavi made sure to stay in the sukkah. So we know another thing about this Tavi. Not only was he a kasher, he's a Tamil Chacham. Furthermore, he likes to sit in the sukkah. He likes to hang out in the sukkah. Why does Tavi like to hang out in the sukkah? It's interesting. Why is Tavi hanging out in the sukkah? A third thing we find in the Mechotah, Mikan Omruah, Everyone's obligated to learn. Except for women and slaves. Michal Michal By the way, are women obligated to wear tefillin? No. It's mitzvah sasechaz magrama. Are women allowed to wear tefillin? Absolutely not. It's a halachan shulchan aruch. Say, but what do you mean? Michal wore tefillin. Rashi's daughter wore tefillin. Yeah, that was before the shulchan aruch. But it was then paskind in the book of law that women are not allowed to. Not only are they exempt, they're not permitted to. It's a sin for a woman to wear tefillin. Who says? Rabbi Joseph uh, the Ramah. Why? That's the discussion of the Mishnabura and the Archa Shulchan. They both agree you're not allowed to. Why they're not allowed to? That's the Machloikis. That's beyond the scope of this year. But women are not permitted to wear tefillin. Anyway, the wife of Yona was other regal. Tavi Tavi So he's a kosher. He's a Talmud Chacham. He likes the mitzvah of sukkah. He likes the mitzvah of tefillin. So you say, what do you mean? Maybe he didn't do correctly by wearing tefillin. Just because he did it, people do a lot of things. Says the Yushami in Erevin, Tavi, the Eved Ram Gamliel, would put on tefillin, and the rabbis did not protest. In fact, the Yushami in Sukkot says, Tavi, he wanted to hear the words of the rabbis. Okay, so so this Tavi, interestingly, he's a kosher, he's a sage, he sits in the sukkah, he wears tefillin. Says the Medrash in Mishlei, Really? I should be serving him. He should sit and I should serve him. So not only was he a sage, Ram Gamliel says he was a greater sage than him. So he wasn't just a regular L-O-R, local Orthodox, or L-O-S, local Orthodox slave. He wasn't even an L-O-R, local Orthodox rabbi. He wasn't even an L-O-T, local Orthodox Tana. He was greater than Tanoim. What else do we know about Tavi? So you say, what does this have to do with Parshas Noyach? Well, you got to be patient. 
The Gemara in Baba Kama says, Maisa Ben Gamliel Shasimas in Tavi Avdei. Ben Gamliel blinded his eye, knocked his eye out. Not only did Ben Gamliel blind his eye, Vayos Sameach Simcha Gedoyla. Ben Gamliel had great joy. Matzoy the Rabbi Yeshua, he found the Rabbi Yeshua Amalei Yatu Yadei Shatavi Avdei Yatzel Cheres. You heard? Here's the Maisa. Tavi went free. Amalei Lama. Rabbi Yeshua said, Why? Amalei Shasimaz. I blinded his eye. Rabbi Yeshua says, he doesn't go free. We don't believe you. Why? We have no Edim. And an Eved goes free when you knock at his eye as a Knas. And Moida Beknas is Pater. So bad job, Ron Gamliel. He doesn't go free. Because we only know that his eye is knocked out from you. But we can't trust you. Because Moida Beknas is Pater. So now we learn that Ron Gamliel knocked out Tavi's eye. Wow, what a unusual uh, combination of uh, biographical information we have. Tavi was a kosher. Tavi was a tamil chacham. Tavi sat in the sukkah. Tavi wore tefillin. Tavi was the greater, greater than the tanoim. Tavi had his eye blinded. Who is Tavi? Comes Reb Chaim Yosef David Azulai, the great chida. Tavi, the slave of Ram Gamliel, drum roll please, was the Gilgal of Cham. He was the Gilgal of Cham. He was the good of Cham. He's t- the Taiv of Cham. He's called Tavi. Now, where does this come from? The Gematria of Tavi is 21. Imha Koilel is 22. Namely, what's that? That's the final chaf. Tavi is a chaf. Why? Excuse me. Tavi is gematria. Excuse me. Um, Tess is nine. Vez is two. That's eleven. Yud is twenty-one. Vhu chaf imakoylel. The letter chaf. Ima Koilel is 21. In other words, the letter Chaf is 20, and with the letter itself is 21. So basically, Tavi is a Chaf. So how's that? Let's explain. Chaf is just missing. Chaf is a bad guy. Chaf did not act properly. He's just missing one little thing. He's missing the Tavi. He's missing the letter Chaf. If you stick the chaf into cham, you get chacham. That's why Tavi was a Talmud chacham. Cham is missing the chaf. Tavi is the ois chaf. Tavi is 21, the ois chaf is 21. And if you stick the chaf into cham, you get chacham. In fact, the Arizal in the Shar HaGilgulim, as well as in Likutei Torah, he says, Lachin. Mincham ben Noach Yatsa Tavi Avdoi Shom Gamliel. Vlachen Ikor Tavi Hashem Shuhumi Bchinas Hatoiv Shahisadam Revis Bara. So even though Cham looks like a bad guy, and he did a bad thing, nevertheless there was a, there was a good spark in him, that was Tavi, and he was missing the Chaf, and that was sort of came to fruition through Tavi Avdoi Shom Gamliel. So you say, wow. If 
Chum was Tavi, then if Tavi is Chum, who's Ram Gamliel? Interestingly, in, in Noach it says, Vayoymer Aror Kinoan, Eved Avadim Yele Echav, cursed is Kinan, a slave of slaves, he'll be to his brothers, says the Ramami Pano and Gilgulay Neshamois, Rabban Gamliel is Shaman Ever. Ram Gamliel is Shaman Ever, and his slave is Tavi is Cham, and he is Ever Avadim Yele Echav. So here's the question. How was it fulfilled that Chum would be an Eved, Eved Avodim to his brothers when Chum, Tavi, was a slave to his brothers, Shem and Ever, Rabbi Gamliel? So the Mepharshim on the Ramami Pano says, wait a second, God never cursed Chum that he would be an Eved. God cursed Kenan. Kenan was the fourth son of Chum. So how do you reconcile that? Look at number 13 in Gogolei Neshamais. Chum hu tavi avdei shon gamliel, v'zeh tikunai. This is his taken. Mispar katan oil chum kamay tavi. Chum and tavi have the same mispar katan. How's that? Ches and mem is 12. In other words, um, ches is 4, mem is, uh, ches is 8, mem is 4, that's 12, and tavi is 11. Um, How's that? Tavi, 9, 11, 12. They're both 12. The Misbar Katan. V'yadu'a ki chom eved avadim. Amrashraba, harbei avadim hoya lecham avi kenan. Deroi lismech ketavi avdoi sham gamliel. The Medrash says that there are many avadim, chom, the father of Kanan had, that are worthy for smicha like tavi. Now, Here's the question. The question again is, how could we say that when Hashem said, that was fulfilled in Tavi, but that was a curse to Kenan, and Tavi was the Gilgal of Cham, not the Gilgal of Kenan. So again, how do you reconcile what the Ramami Pano is saying? The Ramami Pano says that Cham was the Eved Avadim La'echav through Tavi. But Hashem did not tell Cham Eved Avadim Yela'achiv. Hashem told Kenan that. So if Tavi was the Gilgal of Cham, then how does that? How is that a fulfillment of Eved Avodim Yehalechav? But Tavi was not uh, connected to Kenan. Tavi was connected to Cham. Uh, so look what the look at this Gemara Masechta Yuma. The Gemara says Ashreim Litzadikim Loi Dai and Shen Zoychen. Fortunate are the righteous. It's not enough that they're Zoychen. Elisha Mazakin Levneim 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 Atzev Kaldaris. They're Mazakin. They're children, grandchildren until the end of all generations. Shekama Banim Hoyolai LaAron. Sharuyin Lisarv Kenadav Avio. Many children Aaron had that were worthy to be consumed. Like Avio Shenemar Hanoi Sarim Elisha Amalam Zchos Avim. Oila Hemler Sham Loi Dain Shemachayv and Atzman Elisha Chayv and Levneim 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 Atzev Kaldaris. Harbei Banim Hoyolai LaKenan. 
Kenan had many children, Sherui and Lismaich, that were worthy for Smicha. Kenan had many children that were worthy for Smicha, Kitavi, Avdeshon Gamliel. Like Tavi, Ela Shechoi Vasavim Garmalahem. So, what do we see from this Gemara is not only was Tavi a Gilgal of Cham, but Tavi was a descendant of Canaan. This Gemara is saying that Tavi is a descendant of Canaan. And since Tavi is a descendant of Canaan, when God promised Canaan, or Canaan, Evad Avadam Echav, that was fulfilled in Tavi. What do you mean? But Tavi is the Gilgal of. Cham, what does he have to do with Canaan? We see from this Gemara, this suggested by Megadim Chadashim, he says, He writes that when Gamliel had the Neshama of Shem Ve'ever, and furthermore, he says, even though you could ask that this Pasuk Eber Avadim was said about the fourth son of Canaan, nevertheless, Tavi was Mizera Canaan, as we see in the Gemara Numa. Now, now we have to understand why then did Ram Gamliel knock out the eye of Tavi? We understand he wanted him to go free, but why did he dafka knock out the eye of Tavi? And the Ben Yehoyad the Babakama says something astounding. He says that according to the Chidah and the Dvash Lafi, that Tavi was the Gilgal of Cham. And he was the good of Cham. Now, what was the Avera of Cham? Let's, let's try to understand for a moment. What was the Avera of Cham? The Avera of Cham, Vayar Cham. Cham saw. Vayar Cham. Avi Kenanes, Ervas Aviv. Cham saw. Vayage Lishnei Achav Mivachotz. And he told his two brothers outside. And... The brothers, on the other hand, they were praised Bereiah. It says, So Chum sinned Bereiah. Chum looked uh, indecently at his father. But Shem and Yafes were careful not to look. Therefore, the Hashgach El Yoyna had it. And Gamliel would blind the eye of Tavi as a tikkun for the Chet of Chum, who Vayar Chum Avi Kenan Eser Vasaviv. Now we understand why he blinded his eye. He blinded his eye because the sin of Cham was Vayar Cham Avi Kenan Es Ervas Aviv. Now, um, Let's try to understand, though, now that we understand, based on this Ben Yehoyada, why uh, Ram Gamliel knocked out the, the eye of Tavi, let's all try to understand why was Tavi specifically Makbed in the mitzvah of Tefillin and in the mitzvah of Sukkah. Because we know there's a concept that there's 613 mitzvahs, it says in the end of Makos, Chav Gilmar Beis, we know we have 365 mitzvahs 
communion the days of the year, and 248 mitzvahs, Asei Adam. And the Marsha says that all the 248 evarim are Keneged, uh, the mitzvah Sasei. The lave is Keneged Emuna, because Emuna is the source of all the mitzvahs, and the lave is the Mishkan of the whole body. It's the Makar of all Reish Mem Ches Mitzvah Sasei. So from this Marsha we see a great principle that each one of the mitzvahs of the Torah correspond to a different limb of a person. And therefore, emuna, which is the heart of all the mitzvahs, corresponds to the lev. Interestingly, it says in Vayikra Rabbah, Bezois Yavai Aroin, that if a person did bundles of Averois, you should do corresponding to them bundles of mitzvahs. If you're arrogant with your eyes, put on tefillin. If you spoke falsehood, teach Torah. You spilled blood, you should you should think Torah. So from here we see the tikkun for the Einayim is Tfilin. Tfilin is the tikkun for the Einayim. By the way, in the Sefer Emek Bracha, he enjoins us to remember that the two tefillin correspond to the two agents of sin. One is in the eyes, and one is in is the heart. Therefore, we put tefillin on the eyes in order to be machnia the eyes. Says the Sefer Megadim Chadashim. Now we understand why Tavi was careful to uh, wear tefillin because, as a tikkun for vayar, as a tikkun for his eyes. He, Davka, um, wore tefillin. Even though he was putter from tefillin, um, since tefillin is a tikkun for the Enayim, and he sullied his eyes by looking indecently at his father, therefore he was specifically uh, Zahir in the mitzvah of tefillin. By the way, in the Sefer Ezer Eliyahu of Rabbi Eliyahu kind of Izmer, he says an amazing thing. He says, in Tefillin, there's a shin of three heads and four heads, right? We know that the shin on the Tefillin Shalroish has a three-headed shin and a four-headed shin. And he says, I have a tradition from the great Mekobor of David Chavilyo, the reason why we have a four-letter shin, four-headed shin, it's a remez to the satan of Kedusha. There are two satans. Even though we tend to think we only have one satan, satan of Tuma and a satan of Kedusha, but in fact there is, even though we tend to think there's only one satan, there are two. We think there's only a satan of Tuma, there's really a satan of Tuma and Kedusha. And the proof is, the positive is, Yigar Hashem Bcha Satan. Why does it say Vayimar Hashem Satan? Yigar Hashem Bcha. Why? Why does it say Yigar Bcha Hashem Hasatan again? So you read like this: Vayimar Hashem Satan. That's not of kedusha. Yigar Hashem Bcha Satan of kedusha. And this Satan is Marumas in the two shins. The shin of four letters. If you take out the two middle branches and you put one on top of the other, you get a final nun. And you're left with 
a test. And then you have the shin of three branches, is the shin, satan. Why do you wear satan on your head? You wear satan on your head to indicate that you always have to be careful. That you can't deviate for a moment because you have something looming over your head. Namely the satan, the two shins on the tefillin shoraish spell out satan. You have the two middle branches of I think the phone, uh, uh, Rabbi Israel. Welcome to Turbo Bridge. Please enter your conference ID and press the pound key. Okay, I don't have the code, but we'll figure that out. The reason why we have uh, the two the two shins, Rabbi Israel. Please enter your conference ID and press the pound key. Rabbi Israel, what's the uh, code? The the telephone went out. Code. The conference ID four nine zero nine is not valid. One more time. Conference ID and press the pound. Yeah. The conference is in question and answer mode. There are four parties okay. in the conference. This call is being recorded. So again, so again, we have uh, the two shins that spell out Satan. The two middle branches of the four-headed shin is the final nun, when you put one on top of the other. It remains as a letter Tess. And then the other shin, which spells out Satan. And again, the purpose of the tefillin is to guard one's eyes. It's to help guard one's eyes. And... Um, the Megadim Chadashim quotes Rab David of Tolna that Sukkah is a lotion of Histaklos, that through the midst of Sukkah, one is Masaki in the Kayach Haria, and it's, it's a tikkun for all the Chataim. That's why Sukkah, which is Goel Malme Esrim Amas, Puzzle, because Loyashota Ba'ina. Anyway, interestingly, he says that. Um, it comes out amazing, says the Megadam Chadashim, why Tavi, the Ivet of Ram Gamliel, was Mekayim, these two mitzvahs, Sukkah and Tfilin, even though he was Pater, because these two mitzvahs are Mesakein, the Einayim, and we know Cham sinned, Vayar Cham, and therefore he was Mekayim, these two mitzvahs. Even though, though, it says the reason he slept under the bed is not to be Marchik the Talmidim, that implies that when there were no Tamidim, he was Mekayim the mitzvah, V'loi micha b'aychachamim. Now why? T'nimesakein the kayach of Re'iyah. I would like to go in a bit of a different direction of, instead of saying that the reason why Tavi was Mekayim was the mitzvah of Sukkah, T'nimesakein his Enayim, perhaps we could say a little bit differently, that Tavi was Mekayim the mitzvah of Sukkah, to be misakin a different element and a different aspect of his sin, namely, Tavi sinned bedibor. Because it doesn't just say, Vayar Chum Chum Soa. It says, Vayar Chum Avi Kanan and Vayagid. He spoke. He talked about it. 
It's bad enough he went to see his father in indecent shape, but he spoke about it. So there are two chatoim, Re'iyah and Dibor. Re'iyah, I would say, he was masakein by wearing the tefillin. But what about Dibor? I would say Dibor, he was masakein by the mitzvah of sukkah. And by the way, we could say, interestingly, that the uh, Yushalmi in Shavuos brings a little bit of a different version of the story than we have in the Gemara. We mentioned in from the Gemara in Baba Kama an Ayindalan Omerbez that Ram Gamliel knocked out the eye of Tavi. However, if you look in the Yusham, we have a little bit of a different Gerasam. Maisim Gamliel, Shehipo Shem Tavi Avde. He knocked out his tooth. He went to Rabbi Yeshua. He says, Tavi Avdi Matsasi Ilashach, I figured I had to free him. So Rabbi Yeshua said, No, it doesn't work. There's no Knas, um, only Be'edim. And Moedu Knas is Potter. Also, Yishaming Subas, Maisim Gamliel, Shehipo Shem Tavi Avde. So, not only did he knock out his eye, according to the Yisham, he knocked out his tooth. Why did he knock out his tooth? You could say because of his sin of Dibor. Because of his sin of Dibor. Ooh, and according to that, we understand why uh, Tavi, the Eved of Rabbi Yehoshua, uh, the, the, the Eved of Ram Gamliel, was Makbed on the midst of Sukkah, we don't have to say like the Megadim Chadashim that Sukkah is a Tikkun for Re'iyah. But we've already said many times there's another Avera that Sukkah is Masakin. Sukkah is Masakin Dibor. Sukkah is Masakin Lashon Hara. Look at number 27. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, Tits b'neim b'sukkah meriv l'shoinois. God protects in the sukkah from the strife of language. The mitzvah of sukkah is machnia, the yetzar hara of lashon hara. By the way, the Gras says because the four letters of sukkah, samach, vav, chavhe, are found in all the different parts, the, the four parts of the mouth. The samach is from the teeth, the vav is from the lips, the chav is from the gutter, um, the throat, the he is from, um, the the cuff is from the palate and the hay is from the throat. And the mitzvah of sukkah protects from improper diburim. So perhaps the reason why Tavi was makbed in the mitzvah of sukkah not to be mesakein re'iyah, but rather to be mesakein dibur. What was the dibur? Vayar cham avi kenan vayaged la'achiv b'chutz vayaged. It was the, the Diburim that Cham violated, and that's why he needed to be, to, uh, rectify that through the Sukkah. Now, um, here's what Noifech, uh, Here we could add the following very interesting addition. The Medrash Rabban Vayikra brings the following story. Amar Rav Shimon Gamliel letavi avde. Rav Shimon Gamliel said to Tavi, "Puk zvenli tzadu tavim in shuka." Now this is not Rav and Gamliel. This is Tavi, the slave of Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. 
Now, did Rav Shimon Leal Yarshin Tavi? No, because that was the first Maramakaim. Ram Gamliel was manat, accepted Nichumim for Tavi Avdai. So Rav Shimon Gamliel uh, told Tavi, so is this the same Tavi? This might have been a different Tavi. Or, Puk Zvinlit Sadu Tavi Go catch me a good catch from the market. Nafak Zavanlit Lishon. He bought him a tongue. Puk Zavanlit Sadu Now go buy me a bad thing. Nafak Zavanlit Lishon. He bought him a tongue. Amalei Maudin. What is this? A good thing's a tongue, a bad thing's a tongue. So Tavi said, It's the best thing, it's the worst thing. When it's good, there's nothing better than it. When it's bad, there's nothing worse than it. It's, you know, it's like the little girl. Uh, when she's good, she's really good. When she's bad, she's really bad. That's the tongue. Interestingly, who teaches us the lesson of the tongue? Tavi the Eved. The only thing is that, wait a second. Is this the same Tavi? So the Rasha says, Nira the Tzachlamer Rabban Gamliel. You have to say this wasn't Rab Shimon Ben Gamliel, but rather Rabban Gamliel. Because we find in many places, um, that Tavi was the slave of Ram Gamliel in, in uh, Sukkah, in Baba Kama, in many places. So therefore we have to change the Gersa from Rav Gamliel, uh, from Rav Shun Gamliel to Rav Gamliel. So I would say that it comes out beautiful. This Tavi was not the slave of Rav Shun Gamliel. This Tavi was the slave of Ram Gamliel himself. And that is why Tavi, in order to be Masakein, his, uh, his sin of Vayaged, he's now teaching us the Kayach of the Lashain, which when it's good, there's nothing better than it. And when it's bad, there's really nothing worse. So, we come to another amazing uh, Nekuda, and that is the Shlach Kadesh and Parshas Lech Lecha, who's bothered, why is Eretz Yisrael called Eretz Kenan? Even after it's uh, in our possession, we still call it the land of Canaan, even when we're living in it. It's like, uh, so imagine if somebody would mail a letter, New York the Confederacy, or New York uh, the, the Colonies. I mean, we, don't, we call it the United States of America. Why would anyone call Eretz, Eretz Canaan? The Canaanim, there's a mitzvah to destroy them, to kill them. Why would we refer to, we don't call it Palestine, why would we call it Canaan? And even when Kali still lived in it, and we didn't stop calling it Canaan until many years after the Second Testament was standing. Here's the side. Listen to this. Who, which king commanded to build the base Hamikdash? Koresh, the king of Paras. And then Eretzizel was Nesiyash Vashenis, through Persia. Through Persia. Why? Tavi, the Eved of Ram Gamliel, who was the Gilgal of Cham, was also the Gilgal of Koresh. So since Eretz Yisrael only became ours through Koresh, who was really Kanani, therefore we continued to call it Kanan until 
Kairish allowed us back into the land. Meaning the Kabbalistic secret of why we call Eretz Yisrael Eretz Kenan. We called it that until the times of the second Beis HaMikdash. The Arizal said, Tavi, the Eved Kenani, was the Avdoi of Ram Gamliel, was the Gilgal of Kairish. And this Soid is alluded to in the Mishnah Brachos, that Rangam Liel said about Tavi, he's kosher. You know what he meant, he's kosher? He's kairesh. That's the secret that a Tavi was kosher, that Tavi in fact was kairesh. So this Cham over here, who was missing the Chaf, if he had the Chaf, he would have been like Tavi, he would have been a Tamar Chacham. He came back as Tavi Eved Kenan. And this Eved Kenan was a kosher, namely that he was koresh. He was a Talmud Chacham, indicating the Chaf of, uh, of Tavi. And he worked filling to be Masakin Re'iyah, and he sat in the sukkah either to Masakin Re'iyah or to Masakin his Diburim. And ultimately, he brought Klal Yisrael back to Eretz Yisrael in the guise of koresh, and he allowed us to enter the land. So it's quite a remarkable chain of events. And this is just a little bit of a ti'ima ba'alma in the behind the scenes of the narratives of the Chumash that we're so familiar with. And yet the personalities and the, the way the Rivan Shom orchestrates that people should ultimately get their tikkun, v'layidach imenu nidach, and that everything comes full circle is only through the hashkacha yoyna of the Bayre Oilam. And with that, I leave you until next time. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. Bracha v'atzlacha. Bukal Tov. That's what he's saying. He's saying that Cham was, uh, was Tavi. And then uh, Kairish. So that does that mean Cham came back as Kairish? Yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah. We'll see. I might speak about that on Wednesday, actually. <laughs> okay. Kaltov, everyone. Have Brachtia. Thank you. Thank you. Kaltov. Bye bye. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.